0: This is Carl the Jackal Frampton. Hi. This is David Healy. Hello. This is Stephen Ferris.
1: Hi. I'm Bethany Ferris. Hi. This
0: is Joey Barton. And Charles Gutierrez. Hi. This is Harry Q. And, and you're are listening, listening to, the to the score.
1: The score with Michael Clark.
2: belong along to The Score with me, Michael Clark. It's an Irish Cup semi-final special this week with four teams hoping that it will be them who will be hoisting that coveted prize above their heads come May time. Crusaders, The Holders, Ballymena United beaten finalists last year. The last time they won it was 1989. What a weight they've had since. Against two teams who have been to the final, and been beaten in the final but never won the prize not yet larne and dungannon and swifts of the matches the friday game pits larne against ballymen united from larne andy ryan will be on the show and from the sky blues it will be a former larne player in the form of Davy mcdade the saturday lunchtime game is dungannon swifts and crusaders dean shields joins us to represent the stangmore Park side. And from the crews and current cup holders, it'll be Chris Haggerty. It's all coming up right here on The Score.
3: The Score with Michael Clark.
2: Now it's time to get our first guest of the week onto the programme. And from Balamini United, will he be the hero to help shoot them through to an Irish Cup final? He'll certainly be hoping so. He is going up against his old club, just to make matters even more interesting. Davy McDade on the show. Davey, great to talk to you. Thanks for having me, Michael. Now, an Irish Cup semi-final, not to be sniffed at at all. And, you know, after a difficult season, this must be a game that everyone's looking forward to. Something to take your mind off a tough league campaign.
3: Yeah, um, it's the league campaign's been a bit i say, obviously, we haven't been getting results over the last number of months, but it's a uh, to be fair, uh, I think we've been playing well in certain games and, and just not getting the right results. But uh, it's a results-based business and uh, the semi-finals. It's going to be good for us to take our, take our mind off the
2: league campaign. Because as much as everyone says, you know, finish seventh, which, by the way, Ballymena United definitely still are in the fight for, is that European playoff place and all the rest of it. Win the Irish Cup and that sorts that out for you. Now, I know it's not as easy as that, but clearly it's, you know, you've two games to do that.
3: Yeah, yeah, I, I've actually said that already, um, that it's, you're closer to one in an Irish Cup than you are to actually finish in seventh in the league, with mm-hmm. six games in the league, and two to one in an Irish Cup, let alone we do have to try and beat Larne in that. Um, but no, it's it's anything can happen in a one-off game, and it, as Balamie I, mean, I have done over the years, like last year they played us, and I think we, we would have been favourites in the day, and, and they beat us at the showgrounds then, so um, but that was the quarter final last year. Yeah. Uh, so it's, go- it's going to be a good game.
2: Ballymina got all the way to the final last year. And I mean, what dramatic circumstances. It doesn't probably get much crueler than how it came about for It does it really, in terms of how Crusaders went about, um, you know, levelling deep into stoppage time and then winning it just before it went to penalties?
3: No, definitely not. Um, as I say, I wasn't here. But when I came on for pre-season, that was still high on the boss's agenda of how bad it hurt. He spoke about how bad it still hurt him, and even through the season, it's it's still badly it hurt. And he wanted he right that wrong. And funny enough, we're now in the semi-final, and we've a chance to get the to final. Uh so fingers crossed we can do
2: it. It's it's just trademark David Jeffrey, isn't it? Reaching finals, he's done that throughout his career. What has been frustrating for him at Balmain United is the amount of finals have been on the wrong end of things you know uh, you, you wonder um, whether this year could be the year to right some wrongs but as we know Lauren in the way first and, and Davey what a season uh, your old team have been having
3: yeah they, they've been they've been really flawless to be honest um, that's a word you could use they haven't made any real mistakes and that's the uh, the whole I think for years you've been you've been hearing what they're going to be like and Eventually this year, it's actually took shape. And uh, they are, they're, they're, they look really strong. They're heavy favourites of the league. and think they're heavy favourites of this comp- cup competition. Um, and they're definitely, definitely be favourites to beat us. Uh, just going on recent form. Uh, but, as I say, uh, in a one-off game, in a cup game, anything can happen.
2: If you were to... Turn out to be the hero? Would you be celebrating, or would you be doing that very modern thing of of just sort of standing mute?
3: <laughs> well, it's a semi final, and it's, it, obviously I'm going to be happy. I'm, I want to win, I'm. Obviously, I want to win. But being the fact that I've been at Lauren from the start and uh, I've just left them, no, I wouldn't be a person. They, uh, I wouldn't be a person. They rub it on too much if I did score the one. But mm. i would
2: definitely be happy. Yeah, you're competitive, but there's nothing personal. Yeah, exactly. As will be coming up against some old teammates, does that give you any sort of advantage, a bit of an edge, knowing how one or two people like to do things? Do you think?
3: Um, I'm not sure. I might might give them an edge. Um, me playing them so long, I don't know. Um, no, it's it 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 might fire me up. Maybe possibly a bit more. Obviously, trying to have a point to prove the fact that they're doing so so well. But um, we've played them three times this year, and it just. And we played them out last week or two weeks ago, and I think we done pretty well in the game. Uh, we didn't create an awful lot, but uh, it'd be just one all, But no, it's definitely it's it's going to be an interesting game, and for me personally, it's going to be it's going to be a good game.
2: And it's at Sea View. Neutral venues are always interesting; it brings a different dynamic the things uh, Palomini United got a great result at CV earlier this season in the game that Sky Sports showed I don't know whether as players when you go to certain grounds do you feel I don't know a wee bit of something as well uh, if that comes into your head you go and you think we tend to do well here do you judge the team do you judge the venue or do you judge none of it
3: no definitely you do have you've got you've got grounds that you like and you've got grounds that you don't like you've got teams that you like playing you've got teams you don't like playing that's that's the way it is um but I think that all goes out the window. As I say, it's a semi-final of a cup, and it really it really does go out the window. Um, it's it's going to be a tough ass for us, but CV's nice tight pitch. Um, the surface, 4G, probably, probably a suit alarm, better than a suit us. So I, I, I don't know whether it's an advantage to them or advantage to us. I, I'm, I'm not sure. It's, I don't really read on that kind of stuff, but it's... Uh, it's a semi-final and uh, we're just, fingers crossed, we can get over the line.
2: The run to this point for the Sky Blues has been fairly challenging. You know, extra time all the way to penalties against Carrick Rangers. Then a, a handy win against Newington, no disrespect there, but a professional display from yourselves. And then against Ballyclare Comrades, forced into extra time too. So uh, if you do manage to do it, uh, you've had to do it the hard way.
3: Yeah, definitely. We were speaking about that um, last week. That we got Carrick in the first round, which nobody wanted. As as you say, one of them grounds that no one likes going to is Carrick Definitely, it's it's a tough, tough place to go, Taylor's Avenue. And then Newton at home, Newton actually was was tougher than I think the result showed. To be honest, um, and then Ballyclare is exactly like Kierke. Uh Small, uh, Smalley, and Chris Ramsey as them well, well drilled to be fair, in there having a decent year in the championship. Um, they were they were tough enough. They they were tough away games to be fair.
2: And the fact that you know, <laughs> it took a, a bit of heroics, and, and you got the goal that made it a bit more comfortable in the end at Dixon Park. Um, you know, in extra time, uh, because you were behind in that match. Was there any part of you thinking, Oh my goodness, we're going to be end on the end of a famous defeat here?
3: Yeah, obviously when I mean, you're in a game like that and you're down and to be fair, when we got the Glizer I was thinking, Yeah, that's right, we'll go one on one at now. and uh of course I must have penalty in the night this minute, which which doesn't surprise, me, <laughs> which wouldn't surprise <laughs> people. Yeah, just they make it more interesting.
2: Well, I wasn't, I wasn't going to go straight there, David. I'm saying, you know, yeah, you got yeah, yeah, the goal that made it comfortable, but yeah, okay, fair enough, you did.
3: I <laughs> know uh, a few boys needed extra minutes in the legs, so <laughs> no. Nah, but um, no, nah, as I say, it's been a really tough run. Um, we haven't had no Premiership. Well, we had a Well, sorry, it was a Premiership team, but we haven't though, had no big, the big six Premiership teams. So, Lauren's going to be the first one of them.
2: And that's the 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 thing as well, isn't it? We've seen the top six teams really pull away from the bottom six this year. How frustrating is that um, as as a team when you look at the league and you look at that gap between the top half and the bottom half now, or is it a challenge?
3: Yeah, it's definitely more evident this year. Um, I think the league is getting stronger, uh, but it's the top six that's getting stronger. Yeah. Um, it's coming from Lauren to Ballamina. Obviously, last year I didn't think it was as evident, but now with Lauren being so strong, um, I think it's pushed. I think it's pushed. It's pushed the gap further from the likes of Glen Avon and Ballamina, and even Carrick. Like it's it's, t- it's sort of tough to keep up. Um, but it is. It's definitely a challenge, and it's it's a challenge. As you want, you're know, you're welcome. You'll open arms.
2: Are there lessons to be learned from you know the League of Ireland and, and the success it's had? Do you think, uh, I'm just interested, obviously it's a league you know very well. Um, are there things that we could be maybe looking at our neighbours and adopting here to try and strengthen things across the board or is it going yeah, well I, in its own right?
3: I've seen it and I've said it online, I've said it on Twitter, that I I, I believe for, for the league to improve, it, it does need to go full time, but there's a lot of financial stuff in that. But the summer league... I think the summer league definitely would be beneficial for even the teams playing in Europe. Uh, the the fact that they'll be during the season, they'll be a lot sharper. That would would bring more money to to the league and then teams. But again, it might make the gap even further because it'll be the teams playing in Europe that's actually getting the money and getting the and they'll be the ones that's and and in Europe playing. Whereas as it, the top, the bottom six will be again not. It might it might make the gap further, but I do think the summer league will be beneficial.
2: Yeah, it's a, an interesting conversation. It's certainly still up for uh, debate as well. Just finally, in terms of your teammates, then, because it's your your first season with uh, Balmain United, uh, who are the, the the big characters in the dressing room? Who are the messers? Who are the the, the old sensible heads that uh, that can do no wrong in the manager's eyes?
3: Um, there's no sensible heads, That's for sure. Ah. <laughs> uh, no, I see, to be fair, I see you on the change room, the change room, it's, to be honest, I've never been in a change room like it. it's, it is, it's a special, it's a special bunch of, bunch of fellas, to be honest, it's just give it all, um, and that's the one thing that, coming through all this, see all these games that we've lost, I think in all the changing rooms it would have just totally combusted, but to be fair, the boys are stuck together, but messers, there is a lot. Um, <laughs> sean o'neill being top of the list (laughs) does not surprise me (laughs) yeah that does not surprise he'll be top of the list uh manager's favorite uh that's probably me um i i I don't think i could do any wrong in the manager's eyes um all the boys give me stick for it so (laughs) uh i'm looked at the blue. ross redman always says i'm the blue eight boy so
2: well, Ross has been getting grief for years, obviously, and people are going, sure, you're related, you're getting picked with this and that and the other. Uh, you know, in previous times, it poured it down, you think, back to those days. So he's just happy someone else is getting the chip now. No, no, I think <laughs> it's a
3: bit of jealousy, Ross, to be honest, that's, that's definitely what it is. Yeah, Josh is. yeah, Ross is definitely jealous.
2: <laughs> well, it's good that you know that, that you're in that position. Um, just on David Jeffrey. I imagine he was a big factor in in the pull to go to Balmain United. Uh, his CV speaks for itself. What's it been like playing under him? Because he, he's someone that I'm sure you've heard it plenty of. But but now you're you're there working for him or with him?
3: Yeah, obviously. To be honest, he is the reason that I joined Balaminia. Um I could have. Uh, I, I just I've all, I, 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 I like when you sort of meet someone, I've always wanted to work with him or see but you've always had stories about him. But I've always just seen him in the touchline. I usually think. He's a grumpy old man, and <laughs> a lot worse things are said about him. But when, I've ac- when you actually meet him in person, you speak to him, like off the pitch, he's a he's a he's a lovely lovely man. And I I I always said to my dad and my brother like he, he's like how you could describe him as like a grand he's like your grand granddad he's like a grandfather already. he's he's just he is he's a he's a special special man. I I couldn't say enough good things about him to be honest, and how he looks after the players like his own. His own children. That it's it's. As yes, he's a special man, and you can see why he's been so successful.
2: Because this season, the the players have been feeling it too, and that's the thing. Supporters, uh, and not to patronise, and supporters get frustrated when results aren't going their way. But sometimes they don't realise how much the results impact the manager and the players too.
3: Yeah, of course, the supporters pay the money. They want to come watch the team, and obviously, if the team ain't doing well, they are. They're going. They're going to have their critics, and that's football. That's all all across the board. Um, but I don't think anybody could actually go to our matches and say that, oh, these, play- these group of players aren't trying. I, I I don't think any fan could say that, or the manager's not trying, or the coaches aren't trying, do you know what I mean? Um, I know a lot of people say you make your own look in life, especially in football, but some of the games that we've lost this year have been really, really cruel. Uh, and I think an honest fan would say that. I know we... we, we we're nowhere where we want to be in the league table. But as you said, the, the, this cup competition be, could be a wee saving grace for us.
2: So you're hoping they're going to be there in you making plenty of noise and uh, and making a real atmosphere to, to yeah. get everybody fired up as if you need the extra encouragement?
3: Oh, 100%. The fans have been behind, been behind us all year. I know the results haven't been great, but they actually have been behind us, which is which is really good. And I hope, I hope they come out in the semi-final because we're going to need them.
2: David, it's been great talking to you. really appreciate you coming on to The Score this week and, and good luck for your match.
3: No worries, Michael. Good speaking to you, The Score with Michael Clarke.
2: So that is the Ballymena United side of things. Now let's hear from their opponents, Larne. They've never won the Irish Cup before, but they have high hopes of ending that wait this year. And of course, they are still top of the Premiership as well but we'll take things in order with a man who has very quickly become a fan favourite at Inver Park. Joining us now on the show for the first time is Andy Ryan. Andy, great to talk to you. Thank you very much for coming on. No worries at all. All good. So, things going really well for you since the January move. Could you have imagined much of a better start?
0: Um, No, I couldn't, to be fair. Um, you know, can I kind of I kind of came in and I've settled in pretty quickly. So, um, no, things are going well so far.
2: What do you put that down to? Is there anything in particular that's, that's just helped you click and settle in?
0: Um, I think being, being that wee bit older, a um, bit more experienced, you know, you kind of, you know what to expect going to a new club. Um, so on that side, it wouldn't have to take me long to settle in. Um, but the other thing is the, the boys and the, the staff as well. It's from day one when I came in, very first day into the training ground they made me feel feel as welcome as they possibly could. Um, you know, and it kind of feels as if I've been there a lot longer than what I have, t- t- to be honest. Um no, so they, they they were a big part and helped me settle in as well.
2: In the the statement that came out when you signed for Larne, um there was mention of the fact that, you know, you played them in preseason, scored against them as well and they'd been keeping tabs on you. I just wonder how through the campaign up until that point where the transfer happened, that was uh, on your mind, if at all, you know what's that like when you know there's a team very seriously in for you? Is it in any way distracting, or, or how do you keep your your feet in the ground?
0: Um, well, to be honest, you I think there was a, a chat for 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 a wee while. Um, to be honest with you, but um, there was nothing really concrete. Um, in the interest, um, so it was only really in a January window that, that the interest did that really come uh, proper. But um, no, in terms of staying focused, you know. You hear bits and bobs, but um you know it's I was always. I was at Hamilton, I was a Hamilton player, so I was always going to give my all for, for them at the time I was there until um something did happen.
2: Was there much of a deliberation about coming to Northern Ireland? Because obviously you're a Scottish lad, you've you've played in Scotland I think pretty much your whole career. Um change of scenery. Was there was there any part of you that thought I don't know if this is for me?
0: Um well, I think there's, there's always that, that element of risk um, when you leave what you're, you're, you're used to, what you're comfortable with. Um, I think there is always going to be that element of risk, you know. But um, you know, I'm I've back my own ability wherever, wherever I go that, that, that I can make an impact and, and, and help the team. But um, no, it's, it was it was difficult. Don't get me wrong. I was at Hamilton for a long, long time. But you know, with the, my contract running out at the end of the season, and i not not in a position to offer a new deal. You know, it was it was a, it was a decision that, 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 that had to be made.
2: And, you know, sometimes in football, in that position, you don't have the opportunity to go to a team that's trying to push for Europe and win a league title. So an exciting project. I know projects may be a dirty word in football terms, but you understand what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. Um, you know, and I, I can already know a few boys that are that, that, o- that are over here just now and that, that have been um, over here before, you know. And to be honest, with you, I couldn't find a, a person with a bad word about the club, you know, and that's... That's a big part of what what we are trying to build here, you know, it's not only on the pitch but off the pitch as well. So you no, know, that kinda kinda made the decision a bit easier, you know, what they're trying to do and, and what they're trying to build at this football club.
2: The growing Scottish contingent at Lauren, I think everybody had Sean Want down as a bit of a secret agent in this transfer.
0: <laughs> he will trying to take most of the credit for it is that that's for sure
2: <laughs> <laughs> does it make life any easier when you're coming in obviously um, you know having a friend at the club already um it's one less thing to worry about there's there's someone there that you know a familiar face
0: yeah that that does make it easier you know but there's another few boys there as well like uh, eh uh, ron ferguson i played with him at eldredge and uh, joe thompson i played with don fellman and also Sean at Sean at uh, Hamilton, so you know, he's coming into a few familiar faces. That that definitely makes it easier. And um I'm lucky for Sean, he's got me as a flatmate now as
2: well. <laughs> so right, that that's always interesting territory. what are you like as a flatmate, Andy? I mean, are you are you the tidy one or is it Sean's job?
0: No, no, I would say I'm I'm the I'm the tidy one. Um I, I I'm the, the, the house cleaner, the chef. you name it, I'm I'm the guy in that flat.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and what does he provide? What does he bring to the friendship?
0: <laughs> um, I think I think I think just himself. That's uh, <laughs> he, he brings himself.
2: <laughs> uh, well, it's an interesting insight so you're waste not and he's want not basically there we go we've got that figured out <laughs> there we go there's the headline for anybody with the newspaper uh, story to write for tomorrow um, in, in terms of the, the semi-final you know uh, as much as we're laughing and joking it's a, it's a big game it's an exciting game Lauren fans have had that taste and recent disappointment of an Irish Cup final they want to get back there and they want to put it right win it for the first time in their history if possible um, has there been much talk about the competition and, and what it means, um, you know, for the likes of you that have just come in this season and haven't competed in it until now. Um, well, I think
0: speaking from previous as well, like Cup Cup Week is there's always that there's always a different feeling about the place, you know. Everybody's excited. It's it's Cup. We've got a big Cup semi final Friday, you know. In training, everybody's been kind of buzzing and, and, and showing that that they want to play. You know what I mean? There's there's not been nothing better than speaking to the boys. There's nothing better than. And going to the the Irish Cup final and in, in the last last game of the season. You know, it's it's a big day out and it's it's a day out that I'm sure the supporters would, 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 would love to have. So, you know, we, we know it's gonna be a difficult game, um on Friday night against Palomina. But um you know it's one that we need to go into with full of confidence and, and hopefully win. But as I said, we know it's gonna be difficult.
2: And Every football interview loves it. There's no easy games, but my goodness, Lawrence cup run kind of tells that story. You, you look at the games you've been involved in. A match against Linfield, obviously a huge club, pressure game went all the way to penalties, and then the Welders give an almighty account of themselves. And uh, it, it took you to pop up in the 90th minute to avoid that being forced into extra time.
0: Yeah, it's it's cup football at the end of the day. You know, it's one-off games and you know, anybody can beat anyone in, in one off game. So that's that's why we'll um, we need to be a our, our, our very best in, in the Friday night against Palomina to, to, to progress.
2: Your goal return, very impressive already. And in fairness, that's something that's translated from um, prior to your move as well. That can be something that people struggle with, you know, when you, you move to a new club. Do you think in some ways scoring early after the transfer has just allowed you to to keep on scoring as such and, and not let it get into your head or or was there a, a bit of word of wisdom or anything like that that's that's made it easier because we can take it for granted that goal scorers score goals but we've seen it go the other way as well for people after a move
0: yeah well I, I think it was my, my first two two games that, 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 that I came to the club that I didn't score you know and other people may have panicked i tried that bit harder but I think sometimes you can try too hard Um so, no, I didn't score after my first two games here, but, you know, I didn't panic. I didn't get all anxious and stuff like that. I just kind of continued to play my own game and I kind of know if, if I continue to do that and get in the right positions that, that, that the goals will come. So, I think it's just a case of if you don't score early, not panicking. Um, and, of course, obviously, when you do go to a new club, you want to be sort of, being a striker, you want to score as, as early on as you can, but... You know, I, I got that, that first goal, and it was a very scrappy goal, but sometimes that's all you need just to, to to get yourself on that run.
2: The history books never really remember if they're pretty. They just remember if they go in. Exactly.
0: Exactly. That's,
2: uh, you kind of take them
0: whatever way they do. They'll tell you that, I'm sure.
2: Um, you, you know, you look at a couple of winning goals you've scored as well against Cliftonville and, and Ballymena United. Uh, the co game, um, I don't know how Lauren didn't score in the end of that. I, I caught the highlights of it and um, somehow that ball didn't cross the line right at the death. I mean, credit to Gareth Dean for, for being a very good goalkeeper, but uh, you could see the celebrations of the co-raim players, as any good defenders would do, for, for preventing a goal and, and preventing defeat. Um, how did you feel after the game? It was it a wee bit frustrating for everybody when you know, you don't want to be dropping any points at this stage?
0: Yeah, no, we, we dropped two, point, two points on in, in, in Saturday, but I think then yeah, we're at the game would tell you we probably did deserve the three points. You know they defended very, they defended very well, and obviously the goalkeeper was made a few very good saves on the day. You know, but the, the, the main thing for us that we're creating any chances. You know, and that's 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 when it would get worrying when we're not creating any chances, and we don't get the goal scoring opportunities. But you know we are creating them, and we certainly created them on Saturday, and maybe on another day we could have scored one or two, one or two. But you know it's important that that, that frustration that comes from. You know, a group of hungry boys want to win games of football. But, you know, it's important we don't let that go over the edge and we just continue on and do what we have been doing.
2: Five points between you and second place Linfield. Five games to go. Um, it's exciting territory. Uh, how, how is the mood with everybody? Um, are are people able to enjoy the football at the moment or do, does the pressure just start telling? Do you have to kind of actively manage your own expectations and your own excitement at this point in the campaign?
0: No, I think it's just important we continue doing what we have been doing and what has got us in this position in the first place. You know, um, at, at the end of the day, that's that's where everybody wants to be at the top of the league and if you are at the top of the league, that that, that comes with, with pressure and it's important that, that, that we take that pressure on board and we do enjoy it. Um, you know, and as I said, Saturday wasn't a bad performance, we had chances but you know, it's important we have, we, sorry, we keep doing what we have been doing that has got us in this position. And, you know, we, we we do that for the last remaining five games.
2: Did you know much about the Irish Premiership beforehand? And it's OK, by the way, if the answer is no. I'm not going to be upset by you. I'm just <laughs> interested to know what, what you knew about it and how you found it.
0: No, to be honest, I didn't know too much about it till, till, till John moved over here. Then I kept, kept a wee closer eye on the results because he was over here. Um, but since I've come over it's, it's very competitive that's that's what I will say every game every other team has got their, their own style they're all set up and it, it, it is very competitive um, competitive and physical but you know I've certainly enjoyed it since I have come over here um, and I'm sure I will continue to do so
2: Those post-split fixtures that we all know the teams that are in the split but just in case they didn't know the order they've fallen in um, at home against Glentoran away to Cliftonville away to Crusaders and then at home, sorry, against Linfield, and away to Coleraine. Uh, it probably doesn't matter nearly what order those come in at this point because they're all they're all big games. Um, is it the old cliche? Is it just cup finals now to the end of the campaign? Or how would you sum it up?
0: No, I think it is. Every, every, every game is going to be um, difficult from from now to the end of the season. Um, every team in that, that top six is playing for something. So, um, you know, everybody's playing for their own individual things and and whatnot but you know it's important that we just concentrate on ourselves we can't affect the um, results out with our own so it's important we just concentrate on what we do between now and in the last five games
2: and are people talking about trebles and, and things like that
0: no um, i've been asked this question a couple of times you know all the all the talk of the, the league and cups and stuff like that it's all coming from the outside you know we are very focused and it's important that, that, that we do continue to be so. You know, if you get complacent or you take your eye off the ball, that's when that's when things can start going wrong. So it's important we just continue to keep our eye on the ball and that old cliche one game at a time between now and, and, and that last game.
2: And tell me this, are you in any way superstitious? You know sometimes when you play a team and you get a result over them and then you play them again soon after, something can you know just change and go against you. Maybe they're a bit more motivated because they've just been on the wrong side of one. Yeah, you, know, you beat Balamina by uh, a single goal and, and now so soon after that game you're playing them again. Any part of you have a fear that they could come out with extra motivation?
0: Yeah, well, that's, that's what I touched on earlier in, in, in the show, that... Um, you know, it is cup football. Yeah, we need to be wary of that. It's, it is that one-off game, you know, and anything can happen. So it's important we're at our very best on the day, as I said, to try and get through to the, the, the final.
2: And it would be remiss of me not to have, uh, to get a wee bit of insight from you on your teammates' Um Go on, spill the beans. Let, let, tell us a wee bit about this, Lauren Camp, because everybody's all, this is where everyone's all stressed, you know, and everyone's going, pressure, points, games, must win, can't lose, da-da-da-da-da. But in terms of the personalities there, I, I know there's quite a few big ones in the Lauren dressing room. Um, yep. Uh, t- tell us a bit about your teammates. You know, who are the, who are the class clowns? Who's the teacher's pet?
0: Um, well, I'll start the teacher's pet. It's got to be Leroy Miller. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I'm sure I'm sure I am sure i do like me seeing this and I hope he doesn't listen to it but um, it's got to be Leroy um, but in terms of the, the characters there's a few big characters in there a um, few clowns um, it's got to be Fudge Sully he's, he's, he's a bit of a clown class is, clown is he still um, in charge of the music or has anyone taken over no no Sean, Sean's took over that he's Ooh. took over the music uh, he's took over um but in terms of that, I think it's important that you do have the characters in a change room. You know, it kind of keeps the change room going and stuff like that. So I think it's important that, that you do have them in around the place.
2: And there's no point to half measures. What makes Leroy a big teacher's pet then? We may as well wind him up entirely here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, well, there's, there's not much you can do wrong, put it that way. I will defend him and I don't think he has done much wrong this season, <laughs> to no. Be fair to him. No. Um, I think he's he's been certainly excellent since afterman.
2: Anyway, I would love to know his stats for the amount of running he does. I mean, he, I, I I get tired watching him.
0: <laughs> I get tired watching him as well. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: I think I think I think he's he's minimum minimum thirteen k a game. It's, it's some of the, some of his stats is incredible, but he, he backs it he backs his stats up with his quality as well. He's he's definitely been he's definitely been very very good since afterman.
2: This is the thing, actually. I don't know if everyone knows this about LARM, but I mean, it's part of the full-time thing. You do have stats, so you do track yep. all these sorts of things, right? Who Albert Watson told me this, right? And we're gonna—I don't know—we might be throwing Albert under the bus. We might actually be about to make him an absolute hero. He says his running stats are way better than people give him credit for. Are, are we agreeing with that or not? You've—you've you've obviously been there and seen him.
0: I would, I would definitely agree with that. Big, Big Albert says, "Don't judge a book by its cover." That's for sure. Um, you know, even when we go into the the, the games and we small-sided games in training, he he doesn't stick to that centre-back position anyway. He's up and down. He's across. He's, he's everywhere. He, he's um, it's definitely don't judge a book by its cover with Big Albert.
2: Yeah, you see, I love that, and the reason I'm bringing that up is we Albert and I had a chat uh, on the show. Going back a while now. In fairness, so some of our listeners might remember it. You know, star front of the class treatment, all the rest of it. If you do, and Albert was saying, I sometimes get you know referred to as a certain type of defender. And actually, if anyone wants to come to training and look at my stats, I'm all right. And uh, a few of his teammates have said that, so you've backed that up. So there we go. I'm just on a wee campaign now to declare Albert's good name. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's, it's the, you, you, if you've got a personal. Um... But if you come come and see him in training, you'll, you you would be very very shocked,
2: that's for sure. Oh, uh, and uh, well, because we all know you're you're not beating him in the air, but it's hard to beat in a foot race too. So if you didn't believe us, now you've heard it from a teammate who who knows what he's like to go up against. Uh, just final one, who who would you say is the fastest then? Who's the who's the one that you absolutely can't keep up with? I mean, Tomas was always a fast boy. Is he is he still up there, or who who's faster than him now?
0: Tomas Tomas is quick. Um, I'm trying to think. It's got to be Lee Bonassi's.
2: Mm.
0: Lee, Lee bonuses is, is very, very quick. You know, you've got Leroy as well. He's not only quick, but he's powerful as well. Um, so I think now we've got a good balance balance within the team anyway. We've got that pace and power, you know what I mean? And we're very, very solid at the back. So now we've got a good blend within the team anyway, that's for
2: sure. I think that's been the big difference, in fairness, for Lauren, along with some very shrewd January signings. And you can put yourself... In that bracket as well, sir. Uh, it's made you a very interesting prospect and it'll be a really, really fascinating end of the campaign. Um, you know, you've got the favourites tag to deal with. Um can you handle it?
0: Yeah, I don't see why not. You know, as I said, if we just keep dealing with our business one game at a time, you know, and, and, and see where that takes us into the, the season. Um, you know, we as I say we can't control what our teams do, it's all about us and, and, and what we do and hopefully we can keep it up between now and the end of the season.
2: Well, it's been really good fun talking to you. First time having a proper chat. So uh, very much appreciate it that you've come on to the show this week. And uh, best of luck for the semi-final. I have to say it to all the teams, but it should be a brilliant game. Friday night under the lights. All the best. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers for having me.
1: The
3: Score with Michael Clark.
2: Now on to our big game on Saturday, the semi-final between Dungannon Swifts and Crusaders. Dungannon Swifts have already got the better of one team from North Belfast. Can they do it again? Joining us now on the show is their manager, Dean Shields. Dean, it's great to have you back on the programme.
4: Yes, thanks, Michael. Yes, great to be on.
2: I'm sure the excitement is now building for the semi-final. I would imagine it's difficult when you're trying to juggle responsibilities. You've got the league but the cup, is it a welcome distraction at this stage in the season?
4: Yeah, well, it's hard when you're trying to build momentum in the league and then we've had two cup games sort of stuck in between, um, coming quite quickly in succession within the league game. So, as you said, um, it, it does give you a wee bit of a break, I think, as you said, where we're at in the league and the importance of each game and being in a cup semi-final sort of takes that pressure off because, one, we're, we're not really expected to win the semi-final and, two, it's an opportunity to to get away from the grueling aspect of trying to survive in the league as well, you know.
2: The quarterfinal against Cliftonville, I spoke to you at it. What a performance that was and you followed it up a fortnight later, again in the league. Um, very hard to do that once, let alone do it twice. That must give you great heart in terms of what your team can do on their day
4: Yeah of course, no and I think obviously we know how good a job Paddy's done and how, how much quality Cliftonville have and I think Cliftonville were unbeaten all season in the league at home so um, to go and beat them twice in the league and cup in, in, in a matter of two weeks was was massive for us and it's really gave us a massive lift in in, in both the cup and the league and um It sort of really galvanised us and gave us a lot of confidence from that because, as you said, going into the Crusaders game, um, having beaten Cliftonville, it it, it gives us nothing to fear now when we face Crusaders.
2: The difficulty you've had is trying to nearly find a a squad to put together. There's been illness in the camp, there's been injury. Um, I I would imagine the last couple of weeks have been really hard going.
4: Yeah, it's been it's been it's been a horrendous um period of um e- within the Cliftonville games and the league games. As you said, we we when we beat Cliftonville in in the um we played them two weeks later and we had eleven um different starters from the the 11 that beat them previously and it was just a complete another change of personnel even with the substitutes and and the whole squad, again, then within that, in between the league game, there was another seven or eight changes. So we've been struggling to get players on the pitch due to the illness we had in the camp, um, due to injuries. Um, I think we had one suspension amongst that as well. So um, it's been hard to get stability and continuity. But there, on the other hand of that, there's people fresh, there's people wanting opportunities. And... And seeing that whichever team we have put out, we we we're getting that full commitment, and and we're rotating players, we're rotating the squad. The issue is obviously we've we've been lacking in in defence all season. We've been trying to get stable defence with um, continuity, and it's difficult when the injuries are bad. Um, we lost Darren Cole. I think we, he only got really one full appearance for us all season, and. In my opinion, Darren Cole's a high, high high-quality player. Um, So that was a blow. Caelan marin has been out. Um, Dean Curry's missed most of the season. John Scott's missed most of the season. Michael Ruddy's missed a lot. Um, Caelan Coyle's missed most of the season. So we've been sort of juggling um, games, scratching our head for selections, um, playing players out of position. And um, trying to survive at the same time—it's been difficult in the defensive line, and and that's the most important line in the team that you want stability. And then, and, and repeatedly, if you can keep picking a settled back four or back five, then then that helps. So we're having to chop and change all the time, and it's difficult. It's difficult, especially in that area.
2: And that is something that can go unseen at times too. When people are looking at a scoreline, they don't necessarily get. The full story in terms of the panel that you're hoping to pick from from for this weekend, is it stronger or are people coming back?
4: Um, well, we had a slight injury scare last night in training, so one of our defenders and the physio was scratching his head and I'm saying, it's always defenders. Um, we've we still got two that are ill, um, one one a new case of illness this week, and then Michael Ruddy is suspended, so. Um, with we, the left back situation, is difficult um, regarding players coming back from a previous game. I don't expect too many to come back, to be honest, um, from the last game last week.
2: With that in mind, it was a bruising one. That the start of the second half really killed off any hope you had of of doing anything in the in the match. How did yeah. you get the spirits back up after you know what ended up being a heavy defeat against Linfield five 0
4: yeah no look I think regarding the Limfield game the first half I thought we were excellent I thought uh, going in two 0 was pretty harsh with the opportunities we created um, second half we we didn't that we we went through a crazy spell of maybe five ten minutes where we didn't manage the game at all I thought last half hour or we we done quite well in, in times. Um, but it was a poor result. But I, I didn't need to lift the players at all because of the of the semi-final being the next game. Uh, maybe if there was a league game, that would have been maybe a different scenario. But mentally, I don't think players will need any motivation going into uh, the weekend. And we we trained. Mm-hmm. At, um, we trained last night. The attitude and the intensity in the session was, was fantastic. And I think the players are looking forward to, to the weekend.
2: When you look at the the cup story as well, uh, everyone will understandably say, "Wow, that result against Cliftonville!" But it took a fair amount to roll your sleeves up against Nockbreed to get through there. You you probably thought coming up to the 90th minute that it it was going to be an early upset and an exit and then step up James Knowles from the penalty spot and and Potty Lynch, who signs a pro deal the day before, then in the 92nd minute puts you through and all of a sudden from being, uh, I'm going to lock myself in a dark room for a week and nobody come near me to, my goodness, you know, inspired inspired throw the young lad on and and look what he does.
4: Yeah, no, 100%. And as you say, people overlook that. Um, when they maybe see that we not two one that day, but Knockbreda were superb on the day. They made it so difficult for us. Um, obviously it was a really wet, windy day. The conditions were horrendous. Um, and we had to roll the sleeves up, and we had to to really dig in. And and I think we wore Knockbreda down. Um, eventually, and it paid off. I think we can we scored two goals and maybe two minutes. Um, towards the end and. It, it it was enough to get us through, but you're right. At times, you were thinking, especially during that moment, maybe this isn't our day, and and that uh, no, breed is gonna gonna put us out. Would have been would have been terrible for the for the mentality of the group going forward. But no, we managed to see it through and and get out of there into the hat in the next round, and then obviously the um then then the draw. I think ours was ours next, or was ours before that?
2: Uh, before our, that.
4: Yeah, we had Ards before that as well. And then, obviously, the Cliftonville. I think, as you said, the mentality of people when we drew Cliftonville was, oh, it, it was, um, here we go again, tough draw, they're unbeaten at home. But I think people people see draws differently. I think there was people really happy when we drew Nocbreda. And we were actually really lucky to get through. And in, in the cup game against Cliftonville, we were really comfortable at times, surprisingly. Um um, until Ronan Healy scored late on to maybe put a wee bit of pressure on and I said that's cup football anything can happen and and that's that's the sort of the message that the players will be going on with when we approach Crusaders being the underdog again anything can happen
2: in terms of the Irish cup and Donagallan Swifts relation what you know relationship with it 2007 is the one time the Swifts Got to the final. They became the first team from County Tyrone, uh, proudly representing the county to to reach that. That was a defeat against Linfield on penalties. You're going to be the underdogs. There's no secret being spoiled there against Crusaders. But if you were to allow yourself to to dream and imagine that you got to the final, how how big a moment would that be for you personally and professionally?
4: Yeah, it would be massive. I think I think the importance of um, of, of the day and the occasion um, would would be massive you said it, i think there's lots of amateur teams and teams all around the country that's entered the cup at the, at the beginning rounds and for for ourselves to be in the final two would be huge um as you said the expectations is is difficult and because of the the battle to survive every year at Dungannon is 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 tough i think it would really mean a lot to the people around the club and as you said we're not a big club, but there's so many people that work hard, and um, so many volunteers, and so many people that put their heart and sweat, and and they do it for nothing, and around the club, and it would mean a lot to to the town, and 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 the people that put so much work in over the years, and I think, obviously, the players, it would mean a lot too. But I think as a club, it would it would be a really big occasion, and. And as you said, we're only ninety minutes away from, from being part of that occasion, but it can sometimes be a long time away. There's still still the huge obstacle of, of Crusaders to get past and, and I think it is a bit early to be dreaming about um, being involved in the final as much as as much as we want to be, I think we've got a big task in our hands and we'll have to be, we'll have to be more than at our best to, to come through that challenge.
2: I'm going to be at the game myself, so I'm looking forward to seeing um, well how both teams perform. I think it should be a good semi-final. Uh, just finally, Dean, I wanted to ask you about the split. Uh, You're three away games before you get back to Stangmore Park, but yeah. you also finish with two home games, Ported down in City. Is that good for you? Is it, is it challenging? What way are you looking at it?
4: Yeah, I think it's disappointing the way it's fell for us. Um, as you said, the most frustrating part... For, for ourselves is, um, when the league has changed at mid-season, um, and then they give the reason for entertainment purposes, and it's not entertainment for 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 us when we're trying to trying to survive in a in a tough league, and it's getting harder every year to survive. And I and the frustrating part for us was, um, knowing that we ever finished second bottom, um, was going to have a, a difficult draw, and then. And we were already in that position, so for for Porterdown to have three home games in a row, and us to have three away games in a row, it's going to be very, very difficult for us.
2: And when you look at it like that, I mean, can you see where the league are coming from? They're going; these are big crowds, crunch games. They're doing it to the top half of the table too. You know, Linfield and Larne are the penultimate game of the season. Isn't that exciting for neutrals?
4: No, I, I don't. I don't agree with that. I just, I just think it should be fair. And I don't. I think there's maybe a slightly, um, maybe I. I just feel that the lack of fairness. There's there's a wee bit of that involved, and I feel as if, um, if they're going to do these things, they have to be set in stone before a ball's kicked at the start of the season. Um, so it's disappointing for us from our point of view. But I think we we'll just use that as motivation. We'll we'll um we'll approach each game as as we always do, and we'll try and get. To get, to get off to a flyer in the first game and, and go from there and as you said it's, it is going to be tough but we, we do have those two home games at home that, that, that could be vital
2: Would it be is it the sequence nearly Dean I, I, maybe I'm being a bit thick here but you know if it was home away home away home away or flip that you know what I mean if it was alternating would that in your mind be fairer?
4: Yeah I think that obviously that would be fair if, it, if it's alternating maybe home and away home and away um, but um, to be given three away games in a row is difficult. Also the fact that um in, in the order of which you play each team, we would prefer to have played maybe Porter Down and Yuri um earlier in the split um to try and maybe make our job easier going into the other games. But we've got we've got the three hardest games going away to Carrick, away to Balamina and away to Glenavon, who are the teams above us at the start. Is a very very difficult task, um, and I feel I feel as if it's been slightly unfair um, on, on ourselves.
2: Okay, I hear the point you're making, and that's what I think is really good about this show. Teams get to come on and and speak for themselves, and, and we don't put words in anybody's mouth. And um, that might just be, I guess, the extra motivation you guys need, as if it was required for the the crunch end of the campaign. But best oh. of luck for best of luck for Saturday, Dean. And as ever, a pleasure talking to you.
1: Thanks,
3: Michael. Oh, thank you. The Score with Michael Clark.
2: Now, we are quickly hurtling towards the end of the show, but do not despair, Crusaders fans. There's always time to talk to the cup holders. And from the Hatchet Men, we have someone that knows a bit about their opponents as well, Chris Hegarty, formerly of the Swifts, but a cup winner with the crews, and you'll be hoping to do it all over again, Chris, won't you?
1: Yeah, hopefully, all being well now. We need to get there first and keep a, a hold of the trophy. It'd be nice now.
2: You don't need to be told about the, the motivation for Duncan and Swiftson and, and just how big of a game this is for them.
1: Oh, it's, it's it's massive for them. Um, it's probably a cup final before the cup final. Um, you know, they're one game away from uh, playing in the biggest game of the, the season at the end of the year. You know what I mean? So. Um, they'll be relishing the challenge and they'll be believing that they can win the game so we need to be on our toes ourselves on Saturday.
2: Because I'm sure that comes into part of the team talk, doesn't it? You can look at the head-to-head record and say well Crusaders beat Dungan and Swifts practically every time they play them in, in recent years but it's a cup semi-final so you can't just assume things.
1: No, definitely not. Well, look, Dungannon deserved to be there after going and and beating Cuffinville so... Um, we need to be ready. We know that they can beat teams in the top six, obviously. We've beaten Clivenville twice in the last four weeks, is it? So, like, we have to be ready. We have to prepare ourselves um, and be in the right mind frame. when it comes down to total attitude and, and belief within our dressing room that, that we can go and win the game. Cup ties are, are funny and, um, you know, sometimes the the teams that should be winning them don't and and we need to make sure that um we get the job done on Saturday and we're hundred percent professional in our performance.
2: When you look at the run through that's got you to this stage, a comprehensive six 0 victory over Dergview, a, a battling display away to a banger team that I have to say really impressed me, um, in that the next round and then Glentoran after that uh, by a single goal but obviously a, a telling one. Uh, what have you made of the run yourself? Um, well, the, the the runs look. We we deserve
1: to be where we are. Look, we had Dergview and Bangor, and don't get me wrong, Bangor was a, a tough enough test, and and obviously away from home. Um probably the first half we were in control, and in the second half we maybe uh, dropped down a gear or two. But look, we got into the next round of the hat, and then. Against uh, the I think you know it was one nil, but I, I believe that we deserved the victory that day um, in our performance and and the the way we played that day. Definitely, we deserve to be sitting in the semi final of the Irish Cup.
2: And you know, having reached this stage, the the performance of Crusaders in recent years, two Irish Cup wins in the last four seasons, looking to make it three in five, uh, it tells you something about. How much Stephen Baxter values this competition, but also how good he is at winning it.
1: Yeah, well, look, um, Stephen obviously relishes the challenge. We look at our squad, and and we believe we can beat anyone on our day, and I think that's proven. Um, And you look through our squad with experienced players. You know, you could name off ten of them without naming anyone. You know, there's boys in there who've, you know, won multiple trophies, Irish Cups, leagues and that so we know how to get a job done um, and you know we have the experience of, of playing in big games so uh, we have to just fall back onto that and, and use that to our advantage um, come Saturday and, and the manager knows how to get the best out of the, the, the players and I'm sure um, we will go to training the night and work on something that will hopefully help us on Saturday get the job done
2: and a lunchtime kick-off, something a bit different.
1: Yeah, well, look, it is what it is. Um, there's nothing we can do about that as players. We just have to prepare right. Um, obviously, something to do with the the t- television rates or whatever. But um, I understand that the fans, some fans, are are, are disappointed in that. But um, our job's to to be prepared and ready for the game at the quarter past twelve on Saturday morning.
2: So have you thought about this now? I mean, does this mean a big breakfast, or do you eat light and starve through the game? Now, these are the these are the serious considerations. Forget the tactics and the formations for a moment. What do you have for breakfast? I uh, probably
1: get up uh, an hour earlier now and uh, just go for the usual scramble egg, toast, and maybe a wee bit of bacon or something like that. No, I'm too mad. To Trying uh, get my, most of my carbs into me the night before, so. I don't have to eat that heavy on a Saturday morning.
2: Higgs, are you a, are you a smashed avocado man? No,
1: definitely not. <laughs> That's too fancy for me. <laughs> Only thing I smash is my potatoes.
2: <laughs> and the odd centre forward. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Looking at the, the season as it stands in the league campaign, fourth at the moment, um, are you confident you might be able to nudge your way up a wee bit there? Obviously, Glenn Torn are, are right behind you as well, and I suppose they do have a game in hand.
1: Yeah, well, look, we, ha- we have to believe in ourselves. Um, the next five games and splits going to be massive. Um, and obviously, we want to try and push for the third spot due to the European... Obviously, if, if Lauren end up winning the Irish Cup, then third place gets into Europe um, automatically. So, there's, you've got that there, and then obviously, in the European playoffs, you get a home tie, so it's you know, we have to just keep pushing on and trying to move forward up the table and, and stay up there as much as possible. And like there's results this season we're disappointed in. So um, you obviously want to finish the season on a high.
2: The thing, when you look at it, it's been away from home that Crusaders have found life difficult. This campaign, for whatever reason, C has been a fortress Saturday both teams are away from home so we don't know whether that rule f- follows in to this weekend or not but it, it probably, it must do your head in when you go, how can we play so good at at our ground and then go other places and, and just not look like ourselves?
1: Yeah, it's, it's definitely frustrating. It's, it's, I don't think it's down to lack of effort at times you know, there's like, uh, let's be honest, the, the dressing room knows exactly what way the season's went, you know, it's not like we don't know that our away form has let us down this year. So, you know, it's something that um, I'm sure Stephen will look at over the summer and, and try and address for next season going forward. And if we can keep our home record um, a strong next year um, and work on our away form, you know, it just hopefully will help us push on for next season. I think it's something that you have to sit down at the end of the year and address. Um, And there's nothing really we can do about it now, you can change wee things here and there now but it's something that will need to be addressed at the end of the season.
2: Three of your five remaining league games now that we're talking post-split are at home so maybe that will give comfort to anybody that, that is feeling a wee bit nervous because like, this is the time of the season where every game is uh, well, if you read the paper, life or death
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, look massive, look, we, we, we enjoy playing at TV um, it shows in our results and, and to be fair, there are five massive games. And as, as a player, they are games that you want to play in. You know, the atmosphere was bouncing. There was good crowds at the games. Um, and, you know, it's something that you have to look forward to now to the end of the season. Five massive games and, and just see where you are at the end of the season. And hopefully with an Irish Cup final to look forward to as well.
2: Will you be watching the first semi-final?
1: Um, Yeah, I probably will. Have a wee nosy at it. Um, definitely. There's no doubt about that.
2: Any preferences? Who, who would come through it?
1: Um, to be honest with you, I, I don't care as long as we're sitting there at half five tomorrow evening and we're in one more ourselves.
2: <laughs> <laughs> good man, Chris. Uh, just finally, how have you found uh, your season uh, overall? Have you enjoyed yourself?
1: Uh, this year, yeah, hundred percent. No, I've definitely enjoyed myself. Played more football this year. Um, I got a good run in the team, and it's it's definitely been an enjoyable season. Um, obviously we've had a. Couple upsets um, away from home and that you know, but on the the fall the fall of the season has been enjoyable so far. So hopefully we can push on now and, and and finishing it on a on a high. And you know, there's we have a really really good group of lads in the dressing room. I can't speak highly of them like enough because there's not there's not one that's not pushing in the same direction. And uh, we're real tight knit. And to be honest, it's a, it's a joy to be around. So you know, I'm just enjoying my football at the minute and. Happy enough, so just want to finish it in the high now, Michael.
2: Um, what is the biggest surprise the season? Is it Declan Cadell coming out of retirement, or Declan Cadell coming out of retirement and scoring a goal?
1: <laughs> I would say the scoring a goal. I think we all knew Declan would have been out of retirement at some stage, to be honest with you. <laughs> so, like scoring the goals, but uh, no, it's great to have him back. To be fair, I'm not sure what he's going to do next season. He's, he's telling me he's, he's getting sore and sore after games, so we'll see what happens. But it's. It's been good to have him back and to be fair, he always bees about the club anyhow, with obviously his role through the club. So um he's a real good lad and it's it's he's a pleasure to have around the dressing room on a match day.
2: No, I'm imagining in a hundred years time he's stepping out of some cryogenic chamber and he's still getting ready for one <laughs> final game. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He'll be hoping he's going to kick Jamie Mulgray, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> like his first game back.
2: That oh, that was some that was some tackle. Uh, that really yeah, was uh, it.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, it's just it's just them too, isn't it? It's been happening for years, and it wouldn't have happened any other way, I suppose.
2: No, the three
1: uh, of had great battles over the years.
2: Absolutely. Well, that's the thing that uh, I get all misty-eyed about in the Irish League, because we can still see a good old 50-50. Sometimes they're they're not always pretty, but uh, <laughs> we're we're still able to be combative. Uh, look, it's been great catching up with you, Chris. Best of luck for your game, and uh, well, I'm sure I'll be I'll be seeing you at it on Saturday. Brilliant, Michael. Thanks very much, Paul.
3: The score with Michael Clark.
2: Well, there you have it all. for semi finalists giving us their thoughts ahead of the matches this weekend. Also, in the Danske Bank Premiership, Glenn Torren take on Portadown. That's a three o'clock kickoff at the Oval on Saturday. And on Monday, Ballymena United back out again. They are playing Glenavon at the Ballymena Showgrounds on Good Friday. All the fixtures take place on Friday. So uh, we'll have plenty to preview on next week's show. But for now, all that remains to be said is enjoy your weekend of sport. Bye-bye.